Good afternoon, and welcome to Open Book, Friday's edition of Cover to Cover. I'm Amelia Gonzalez. This time of the year marks proms, and this month also marks gay pride. Today, we look at how these two merge. Outright Radio takes us to the prom, where Tom Truss chaperones us at a Hayward Gay High School prom. Meet some of the youth as they attend and face confrontations with the protesters who line up to shame and damn the kids as they enter with the protection of straight clergy and parents. Stay with us. When you think about your childhood, you slowly realize that the memories that come up for you are part of a huge collective storybook. All I have to do is say high school prom and the lights go down and the curtain goes up. Now, whether yours was the quintessence of youth, accompanied by faded Polaroids and a dried corsage, or whether it was laced with scandal, it seems that everyone has a story to tell. Oh, by the way, the scandal at my high school was that two girls wanted to take each other to this hallmark night of heterosexuality. Whether it's the mid-70s, as in my case, or today, this rebellion is certainly frowned upon. Anyway, it seems as you distance yourself from that night, a few things happen. Either you regret who you went with, or you regret who you didn't go with, who you would have loved to slow dance with, but were too bashful to even ask. Tom Truss and Scott Jones got a chance to relive some of their high school fantasies as adults during one prom night in suburban Silicon Valley. This is Joan Schumann from Outright Radio, and in collaboration with KUSP in Santa Cruz, here's uncommon stories from queer folks. Give a listen to prom queens. Tom will be your chaperone. I grew up in the late 60s, the fourth and last child of an East Coast suburban family. By looking at our family photo albums, one would think that our camera got lost a week after I was born and then magically reappeared when I hit high school. My older three sisters' cute little faces litter our photo albums, while there's only one of me as a new baby. Then you turn the page, and poof, there I am, in 10th grade, standing in the backyard sporting a cream yellow tux arm-in-arm with Elizabeth somebody or other. She's in 12th grade, and we're headed to the senior prom. The fact that she was a wild child with big breasts and wore a low-cut dress helped put my fag reputation on hold. Thanks, Elizabeth, and I'm sorry for using you as a hetero shield. The next photo of me, I'm in 11th grade, grinning ear to ear, standing beside Myra Caulfield. It's prom time again, only in this picture, I'm wearing a baby blue tux and all the wildness of Elizabeth has been bumped up by Myra herself. She's big, black, and loud. The next photo, of course, is my senior prom. And had I kept up my pattern of going with wilder and wilder dates, I would not have been standing next to Renee. But there I am, in white tails with my arm around a character from Little House on the Prairie. Sorry, Renee. I chickened out. You were the wrong gender. Again. I'm really excited to go to prom today because I've never went with someone I'm going out with, you know, and that's going to be really different for me, and I think for me more meaningful, too. This is Samson. He's first-generation Chinese-American. He's a junior at UC Davis. He and his boyfriend, Juan, met at a gay youth social club. They've been dating for about a year. Actually, my first impression of Juan, he was really loud. I thought he was really cute, too. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was slow when I first met him. <laughs> I said, oh my God, he's so slow. What am I going to do with him? That's Juan. I thought he was cute as well. He works in a clothing store in San Francisco, but lives across the bay here in Hayward. Juan's from Nicaragua and was raised in Hayward by his grandmother. He graduated early this year from high school. There is a problem going at my high school. Actually, it was about two weeks, two weekends ago. Um, and did you think about going to that? Never. It's like 
really homophobic and stuff mm. like that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't um I wouldn't feel as comfortable as I feel now. It's June, prom time in America, but here in Hayward, they're bending that straight, dominated rite of passage to truly honor the pursuit of happiness for all. Actually, I'm looking forward to, like, slow dancing, because I've never slow danced with one before, because we always, like, go to clubs or whatever, and they're playing fast songs. That'd be really different for me. I've heard before that there's been, like, opposition before the prom starts. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah! Like during the prom, if I go, if I pass the doors, I will go to hell. I work in San Francisco, and the same people that are out out in front of the door of my place are there at the gay proms. And like, there's people there almost every day with cards and poster boards. You know, you're gonna go to hell, fornicators, da 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 da. And those same people are are there at the prom because like I saw them last year. But I'm sure they're going to be there. If you could say something to them at the prom, either of you, what would you say? You're just wasting your time because you're not going to change me. You know, I'm not doing anything wrong. You know, I, I really am not. You know, I'm just, you know, living my life. Usually I'm not the person to stand up or confront people, but <laughs> it's really hard for me to do. But if I would say something, I think I would just kind of like let them know that, you know, that it's really unfair and there is inequality in their actions. And you know, that's why we have gay prom. So the people that are closeted at high school and that want to go with their boyfriend but have to go with their best friend to their straight high school prom can go to the gay prom. At some point while hanging out with Juan and Samson, I had a flashback to my senior year in high school. It's late February 1979, and unbeknownst to us, the reign of Reaganism is fast approaching. So here I am, sitting in my best friend's car, parked in front of my parents' house. It felt like we were trapped in the vortex of how to end a first date. Do we kiss? How much do we say? Endless awkwardness. Only this was my best friend Donald. Since third grade, we'd done everything together. We made a fake radio show called WWDDT. We looked through our first Playboy together, went to the same camp, sat next to each other in choir and madrigals. It was endless. And now... For some reason, things were changing. I remember the car being huge. He seemed so far away on the other side of the bucket seats. We were discussing who we might ask to the prom, but unable to speak my truth, I just sat there, frozen, not saying that I desperately wanted to go to the prom with him, not Carol or Anne or Renee. I rationalized my cowardice by saying I wasn't out and neither was Donald, and I didn't want to end up like root rot. He was the only out queer kid in our school. I don't even remember his real name, just that he was tormented every single day from fifth grade on and was called Root Rot, a disease. He was nicknamed a disease just because he was different. I wasn't ready to take that on, so I went to the prom with Renee. Always at gay, gay prom, there's tons and tons of volunteers. Um, last year, when it was over, there was one volunteer chaperoning you to your car mm. with a walkie-talkie and a whistle and pepper spray and everything, just in case. Wow. It's really, really sad that we have to have that much security at a prom where kids are going to. We should be as safe as when straight people have their proms. Because I know that at, at, at the straight people's prom, there's only two cops, which is a regulation thing. And then the high school chaperones, which is seven of them. So why do they have so little security when we have to have a whole 
freaking Hayward Police Force there. The prom was held at Hayward's Convention Center. I found myself standing under a huge marquee that listed upcoming events. Gay prom, June 13th, and directly under that, Bible study, June 21 and 22. That sign set the stage for what was being played out around the corner. I heard it first. It was an odd collection of sounds. There was a steady beat of dance music and people singing, plus a layer of shouts and screams. It was the prom. I rounded a corner and saw amphitheater-like steps that led down to a courtyard that was filled with people. At the opposite side of the courtyard was the convention center. All the noise was being generated by the crowd in the courtyard. The singing came from two lines of about 40 people who were facing each other. Off in the corners of the courtyard, behind velvet ropes, were the people who were screaming. They brandished signs like, Turn or Burn, and Jesus is the way out. Some were in suits, and some wore masks and rubber gloves. It became clear right away that the two lines were more than just a welcoming committee. They were a human barricade. Their singing drowned out the verbal assaults, and their physical presence shielded the kids from the protesters. But they're yelling, you know, profanity and a lot of God hates you and you're going to burn in hell. That's Phil. He's the head of Lyric. They're the organization that creates this prom. He gave us a little history lesson. Um, one year we had a Hollywood theme, um, and so... As much with galley events, we had a red carpet stretched all the way out, and the folks just lined up on either side and formed a human gauntlet to walk through. A friendly folks who cheered and, and laughed and, and sang the hokey pokey. So this year they, they organized into song books, which uh, was probably a welcome change from hours of the hokey pokey. <laughs> this is a collection filched from the Unitarian Universalist hymn book. The two walls of supporters consisted mostly of clergy, middle-aged dykes, and teachers. I nicknamed them the Tunnel of Love. Mikhail was one of the many powerful volunteers who made up the tunnel. Oh, they're doing it again with the children's songs. I put this together so we wouldn't think sing the hokey pokey again this year, but I'm not sure it's going to work. Well, you're almost there with if you're happy and you know it. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, read some of the titles that okay. are in the book, will you? Yeah. This is my favorite song in the entire hymn book. Just as long as I have breath. Just as long as... All the applause and cheers you're hearing are from the Tunnel of Love people. They stop singing and just cheer whenever any of these decked-out kids walk down the aisle of the Tunnel of Love. It feels like a wedding and fashion show combined. Why are you here? Uh, why am I here? Well, I owe the gay prom a debt of gratitude. Um, about four years ago, I heard announced at church that the gay prom needed chaperones, and I was going to bow out because I was recovering from fundamentalism at the time. And then changed my mind because I hadn't been doing enough scary stuff lately. So I came to the planning meetings and all these nice queer people were talking about where to get five gallons of 7-Up syrup. And uh, all the foam core they wanted to do the decorations. And perfectly ordinary topics like that. And I'd go home just wrung out and hung out to dry inside. Just surrounded by all these, these not straight people. And wondering what the hell was wrong with me because I knew better. And so I ran across this, this little aphorism that homophobes are actually afraid of themselves. And I poked at it for a while and turned out to be right. Just keep on asking why, why, why. I just like being around bright teenagers who are not mainstream. And these kids certainly are not. I like the combination of silliness and feistiness that I see in them. And I just 
the the protesters who come, the, the zealots. Um, I'm still recently enough recovered from that attitude, although I never had it quite that badly, to just really feel an absolute compulsion and hunger to fight it wherever I see it without actually drawing blood. So I'm talking with Lucia, who was one of the people standing over on the right-hand side singing, and, and she had her back to... Who did you have your back to, Lucia? <laughs> to the uh, anti-gay demonstrators at the gay prom here today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're yelling many nasty things, very hurtful things to the kids and to us. And it's really important for us to have a presence here to allow the kids to come through a protective line and not have to deal with the antagonism and the hostility. Right, right. I just wish there had been a prom like this when I was a kid. I miss that. <laughs> it would have yeah. been nice. Yeah. It would have been really nice to have that. And, um, you know, I, I kind of feel sorry for the demonstrators. You know, they're so full of hate in themselves. It's just, it's sad. It's really sad. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm not angry. I'm just firm. Firm that, you know, they, they're going to have to get over it. That's all there is to it. They just have to get over it because we're not going anywhere. I'm uh, one of the clergy in the South Hayward Parish. This is John, who, along with the other clergy, were wearing full vestments. He was also a member of the Tunnel of Love. And um, what do you think of what these people are saying on the side? Uh, some of the signs, Jesus is the way out, um, turn or you're going to burn in hell, things like that. Where, how, how, do you, how do you reconcile that? <laughs> Being a, uh, you know, a person of faith as well as these people who claim to be a person of faith as well. Oh, they got their claim. I came here for the young people that are coming to this prom because they deserve to have a good time. And they deserve to see support from the faith community. That's why I came. I didn't come to talk to these people. I'm having a hard time maintaining my anger at the stuff that I'm hearing there, but I'm surrounded by a lot of love with the people here that are here for the same reason that I am because we really care for, these, for the young people that are coming tonight. And it offends me. Uh, that they have to hear the kind of poison that people are professing over there. Uh, you know, it's not the same religion. So, I mean, as far as reconciling it, um, I don't have a problem. Having made it through the tunnel of love, we're now at the door talking with the kids as they buy their tickets. I, I got a really warm vibe from all the people that are clapping for us, but it is kind of... Mm, nerve-wracking, I guess, to see the people on the sides is kind of distracting. It's just—it's sad that they have to have that much hatred to come down here and to, you know, disapprove of what we do when they should just live life the way they want to. Like, what would you like to say to them? Um, let us be the way we want to be. It's our choice. It's our life. we It's not really a choice. It's what we were born with. Let us be. Even if it was a choice, just let it go and... Let people do what the hell they want to do. So, have you guys been to this prom before? Yep, this is my fourth year. Fourth year. Second my year. First. First year. So we have a virgin amongst the thieves. <laughs> yeah. So, do you have any idea what's going to happen? <laughs> Not really, but I'm looking forward to whatever happens. Did you know that there are going to be protesters and and pro people out there? Yeah. A few years ago, I probably would have been among them, but. And what happened? 
I wasn't going to let myself die. Nearly committing suicide can, like, make you really see things. So I just decided I wasn't going to, you know, live my life just not knowing what I'm doing. So I just decided, no, I just decided to be myself. So, who are you? My name is Katie. Hi, Katie. And what? Well, how old are you? I'm 17. And did you uh, get invited to this prom, or are you here on your own? Or? Um, well, this is my date. <laughs> What's your name? Alana. Alana. And how long have you known each other? Uh, six months. Yeah, yeah six months. And where'd you all meet? Um, These two girls are like all the kids coming to the prom. They're so vibrant, it's unreal. They're like two pieces of ripe fruit glowing from the inside out. What's it like being here? This is awesome. Well, oh, I, I feel pretty good about this. I feel completely like supported. This is so awesome. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> I was looking forward to this, and now I'm even happier. Yeah. And uh, do you know about the prom that's going on at your high school? Are you you're neither of you are seniors, right? Or you're a senior? Well, I went to my junior prom this yeah, year, I, I, and I took a girl. Uh-huh. You took a girl to yeah. your junior prom. How, how did that go? Um. Actually, people are pretty okay with yeah, it. Yeah, our, our school's gotten better. I was the president of our GSA, and everybody knew, so nobody had a problem, you know. We it was great. I think yeah. these protesters need to get a life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I went with um, a guy, but I went with a, in a group of people, and I danced with Katie most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. After about an hour, the sun had started to set, and our lovebirds, Juan and Samson, had not yet shown up. We hoped they were having a quiet, romantic, candlelit moment at a shishi restaurant. The protesters at this point were slowly dispersing. It was odd. Like, this was the end of a softball game or something. They sort of just faded away. I don't know if they exhausted their hate, or if they got tired of hating, or maybe they needed to go home and refuel for the next event to spread more hate. Anyway, without much fanfare, they were gone. And left behind were all the supporters, smiling laughing and glowing in the setting sun. Okay, I admit it. I'm biased. I loved the volunteers who made up the Tunnel of Love. Their commitment to provide a safe journey for these kids was not only honorable, but totally infectious. Like the volunteers, it was important for me to help these kids have a great time. In fact, that was more important than getting a good interview. Once inside the doors, we were surrounded by an entirely different squadron of volunteers. This set flanked the entranceway. They were stationed at doors, tables, and man booths, and they continued the tradition of applauding each newcomer. Outside, the applause had dual purposes. It was to honor the kids as well as drown out the protesters. Inside, the applause was motivated by respect and admiration. And for many of these kids, it was the first time they had ever received that kind of response for choosing to be out. Uh, amazed that people can get stuck at some developmental stage in their life and have to keep acting that one out rather than going to a mature or just an informed understanding of things. This is Michael of Michael and Kevin. They're professional ballroom dancers who volunteered to be coat check girls. Two of those guys are professional guys that they hire for all the gigs because I've seen them at the Coliseum. Like when Elton John was at the Coliseum, those same two guys were standing there with the same two boards screaming the same things. The, the positive side is it gives other people a chance 
have their voice heard. I don't think you'd have had the local council of churches here supporting this event if you hadn't had the protesters out there, just because they don't want the only Christian voice to be the, the negative one. It gives other people an opportunity to speak out on behalf of tolerance and inclusivity. Most of the volunteers we talked to found their way to the prom through a support association at work. In Jan's case, it was League, the Gay and Lesbian Association for AT&T employees. She happens to be straight. I asked her what her prom was like. I hate to say, I didn't get asked to my prom, so my brother paid his friend 50 bucks to take me because I had already bought a dress. So I went and I had a really good time though, but I always thought that was really nice to my brother you know, to do that. But I think I joined League because a good friend of mine was getting harassed at work. And um, I got tired of it. So I said, right here in this pamphlet says friends and family of League. So I'm joining and I want to be treasurer. And they said, okay. I really never had a problem when Karina came out to me and told me. She said, you still want to be my friend? And I said, yeah, I was your friend like two months before you told me, right? So, you know. I think it'll be fine. She said, oh my God, I've never had a straight female friend before. So, <laughs> so it was pretty good. I think it's on how your parents raise you. Because I was raised in the West Indies, so it's very cultural. You know, I get to know the person and whoever they are, that's who they are. And I like them for that reason. I have a number of lesbian friends. This is Jane. She looked like she could have been one of the prom-goers' moms. They've been great, wonderful, true friends, and I love them dearly. So, you know, it's a joy to be here. And what was your prom story like? Oh, I went with my high school sweetheart, whom I later married, <laughs> and many years later divorced. <laughs> and if you could say something to the folks in your hometown to try and convince them to have a queer prom like this, what, what, what would you say? Oh, the, po the population is so closed in that hometown. Uh, it would be hard to do, I think. That's sad. That's sad for me. I'm Basically, it was your typical prom. There are about 300 kids running around, most in their socks, leaving behind their tight new shoes and their fancy tables with white tablecloths. There were twinkly lights, tons of balloons and trays with fruit and cheese. Gaggles of gals were dashing in and out of the bathroom, with an occasional boy joining them. They also were gearing up for the traditional crowning of the prom king and queen. But instead of a popularity contest, the panel of judges interviewed each of the royalty hopefuls about their contributions to the queer community. We caught the tail end of April Todd's interview. I, I've got, well, I've been out at high school for uh, three years. And it's been pretty tough. So there's one thing I want you to know about me. It's that I'm a very strong individual. And I think that's important, at least to be represented in this community as being strong. I'm the president of the GSA, the Gay Straight Alliance, at my high school. Co-president. Um, I was vice president last year. Had a great time. Uh, battled a whole lot of <laughs> ignorance. <laughs> we live in a very, um, very closed-minded community in the Bay Area. With a whole bunch of right-wing affiliation. I have a lot of kids coming up to me on an individual basis who wish to out themselves to me. And I feel like I can be kind of a counselor as well as a friend as well as a protectant 
to these kids. I've grown close to a lot of them, and I've uh, I work with the administrators and the staff really closely at school to make sure that people of all sexualities, sexual orientations, are safe. So um, I've also been interviewed by a couple of papers in the Bay Area, and just to kind of get my name out there so the kids know that if they need to talk to somebody, that they're more than welcome to come to me, because I feel that's really important, and I wish to be a safe haven to the other students at school. And that's me. Thank you. All right. The only difference I saw at this prom was the community room. It was filled with games, like the ones you find at bad carnivals, but these ring tosses and jelly bean canning contests passed out condoms and dental dams as prizes. And over in the corner was a safe sex Jeopardy booth. Would you all like to play a round of HIV Jeopardy? I don't know. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> drum roll please. I want getting it for 400. <laughs> Did you name Vanessa was wearing a 50s prom dress, a buzz cut, a huge smile, and sported a pierced nose. Her friend Lexi is in all black. I heard about this from Vanessa. Um, we basically she said if I didn't come, she'd kill me. Um, but we ha we were supposed to have a whole group of friends, and we're what's left of it. Actually, the main way I found about this year is I go to the Civic Center a lot, and I work with the newsletter, and they got me to write the article on the gay prom the coming up article telling all about when it was and everything and so I decided I should actually go since I wrote the whole article so um, but I've heard about it years before because I listened to Hibernia Beach Live on Live 105 so I've been wanting to come for a while I just haven't had the nerve <laughs> and so how'd you get the nerve? Um, I'd been out for like a year now so I'm just more used to it <laughs> I guess did you see the protesters when you came in? Yeah. But they were they were completely blown away by the people clapping for us as we came in, so we were pretty much able to ignore them. Except I saw the same guy that was protesting outside the Metallica concert last time I went, so... <laughs> and what was he shouting at the Metallica concert? Um, that we were all blasphemers and that we'd all go to hell for listening to heavy metal, but there was only two of them, so they really didn't make it. Everyone else was just laughing at them. How's your prom going? It's beautiful. I yeah. love it. And are you here with a date? Mm-hmm. Oh, they just kissed. Do that again. I want to hear it over, over public radio. <laughs> so, um, what are your names? I'm Kevin. Alex. And is this your first prom together, you guys? Nope. Yes. Together. No. Oh, no, together. Yes. Oh, yeah, wait. Oh, wait no, I see a divorce <laughs> happening right here. <laughs> Shut up. That's a couple. This yeah. My third. This is like my second. This is my second day. And this is your first time here as a couple? Yeah. And how's it going as a couple? It's great. It's cool. Yeah, it's great. It's really cool. It's just started. Yeah. Like Kevin said, the prom was just beginning. We were hoping to witness Samson and Juan get a slow dance, but we decided to leave instead. There was a hands-off feel in the air. The volunteers had created a happily ever after moment, and no one wanted to intrude for fear of breaking this spell. So we left around 11, while Samson and Juan were waiting to have their picture taken. I was proud and slightly giddy, wishing I had my camera to record their moment. I thought of those few prom photos of me and flashed on my parents, saying, We just want things to be better for you kids. Like many gay people, I'm not a parent, but that doesn't mean I don't have that innate desire to make things better for the next generation. I believe this event was born from that desire to make things better. 
Hundreds of volunteers assembled to do that, and in the process, whether conscious or not, they got a chance to rewrite their own history. For me, the basic fact that these kids had the courage to simply show up with whom they wanted to and claim their sexuality somehow helped erase my inability to ask Donald to the prom. And witnessing the parade of queer prom-goers walk past the protesters without taking on all their hate demonstrated the grace and strength of these young people. The evening was now out of anyone's hands and was being powered by a sense of triumphant joy. A part of that was because these kids got the rite of passage that everyone deserves, one of encouragement, acceptance, and promise. It makes me wonder how this generation of queers will take up where we have left off. Now we have the big fat crowning for Queen, April Todd. Prom Queens was produced by Tom Truss and Scott Jones with help from David Gilmore and myself, Joan Schumann. Outright Radio comes to you in collaboration with KUSP Santa Cruz. For more information on Outright Radio, you can go to outrightradio, one word, dot O-R-G. With Erica Bridgman at the controls, Ana Maria Gonzalez, thanks for listening. She's ugly. Okay, not ugly. That's a bit harsh, okay. Um, she's very unattractive. But I love her. My dependable, always there, 1989 Nissan Sentra. Now, working at KPFA means it might be a while before I can buy a new used car. But when the time comes, I know what I'll do. I'll donate my old car to KPFA. It's a great way of supporting the station. And you can do the same. It doesn't matter if your old vehicle looks like it's been on 100 miles of bad